This is the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Friends, thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Jeff Hunt. I'm the chief wagon boss of this operation. We've been having a wonderful conversation. We've mounted our horses. We are riding and discussing the real truth behind Christmas, what we're celebrating, and why it is so important. Friends, it's great to be with you. On the show today is the Chancellor of Colorado Christian University, Dr. Donald Sweeney. He has a wonderful background. I uh, just want to dive into this real quick. You get a sense of who he has served as the president of Colorado Christian University from 2016 to 2022. Prior to that, he was the president of Reformed Theological Seminary in Orlando, Florida. He's an ordained minister in the Evangelical Presbyterian Church and served as the senior pastor of Cherry Creek Presbyterian Church in Greenwood Village for 12 years. He's served with prison fellowship in the past when he was a young person and uh, educated at Moody Bible Institute, as well as uh, he got his BA and MA degree from Oxford University in England and his PhD in historical theology from Trinity Evangelical Divinity School in Illinois. Uh, and so we're really blessed to be able to discuss Christmas with someone who's preached a lot about Christmas and what it really is all about. So if you went, if you missed anything, go back to frontierfreedomradio.com. You can learn more uh, and listen to some of the previous episodes there. But we were talking young woman, Mary is approached by the angel Gabriel. She's betrothed to Joseph. Uh, the angel explains what is happening and that growing in her womb is the God of the universe. Uh, Jesus Christ, and then they are sent off to go to uh, the the hometown of, da of Joseph, uh, the town of David, Bethlehem, for a census. And I'll let you pick it up there, Chancellor Sweeting. Well, I'm going to read actually from Luke's gospel, uh, which says, uh, this was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, This uh, this decree that went out from Caesar Augustus. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. Joseph went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, um, which is called Bethlehem, uh, to the city of David. And because he was of the lineage of David, and he was to be registered there with Mary, his betrothed wife, who is with child. So there they go. She's pregnant. She's ready to deliver. They're walking. They're riding a, a donkey. It's not, not an easy trip. While they were there, uh, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to a firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. That's an animal feed trough, by the way. That's not a that's not a classy word for a bassinet. Um, because there was no place for them in the inn, or there was no place anywhere in Bethlehem except basically in in a stable, which was a cave. Uh, and some of you have actually visited that cave if you go to Bethlehem. And in the same region, it says there were shepherds uh, out in the fields watching their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of God shone around them. And they were feel, filled with fear. And the angel said, fear not. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Now listen to this. Uh, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. A Savior. That's the, that's the heart of it. Not just Emmanuel, God with us, but the Christ the promised one, the Messiah, uh, that scripture foretold would come, uh, who is a savior. 
He is going to save his people from their sins, from the scourge of sin and death um, and the things that oppress us. And of course, I said, Jeff, there's more to the story. You have to put this whole story in context, not just of the Old Testament and the past, but of the future, because the rest of the New Testament says to us that this was the first coming and uh, the, the first advent, and he's going to come again. He came first in humility to die on a cross for sinners so that your sins and my sins could be forgiven and we could have eternal life. But he is coming again in glory. And so the Advent and Christmas looks forward to the not just the rest of the story, but the best of the story, uh, where he comes again and he will reign and he will set up his kingdom and there will be a new heaven and a new earth. And the promises are brilliant and, and mind-bending uh, but this is the hope that animates Christians. We're not just charged up by the past. We are anticipating the future, so much so that the New Testament ends by saying, Maranatha, even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Hmm. So what does that mean for somebody in 2022, right? Is this, uh, are we just kind of worshiping a guy that was around 2000 years ago that, you know, we don't really talk to, right? He's He's far off. Uh, it's an idea. We, we kind of go to church to feel good about ourselves. Maybe it's something we should do. Is that, is that what we're doing now? Well, it involves so much more than that. I mean, God with us means we're not alone. And uh, that applies to uh, the, the, the loneliest among us. If you're on your own in a hospital and you're cut off because you have COVID and nobody's with you, but you know, Christ, you are not alone. It, it means that he's still around. Uh, he rose from the dead, and and that means he's accessible to be called upon today because um, um, he is not left in the manger, of course. He's the risen Christ, and um, that he forgives sins. Man, I don't know about your life, but I can tell you about mine that I need uh, someone who will forgive the deepest stains of my life, who has mercy and grace for for a sinner like me. Um, and that is incredible news. There's hope. There's a future. There's forgiveness. There's a promise of eternal life. And scripture says we, we can have that as we receive him into our life. Uh, we, we, we humble ourselves. There, I was in Bethlehem a, a few weeks ago. And if you go to the Church of the Nativity, where which is built over where the the cave is where Jesus was born. The only way you can get in the church is there's this the really tiny door. And there are lots of traditions about the door, but everybody who goes in the church has to has to pretty much bend over to get through the door. And it's a parable of the fact that this this, this becomes ours as we humble ourselves before the living God, and we we turn from our our selfish ways and we put our trust in Jesus. We become small and he raises us up. So it's it's so much more. There's so much more than just attending church on Christmas or Easter. Yeah, there's traditions there. You may have grown up in a Christian family. Maybe this is the only time you go to church. But the invitation into a relationship with God is so much bigger. And I know, I remember, so I came to faith when I was 16 years old. And I remember people talking like this. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about, right? A personal relationship with God, a rebirth. Like what in the world is this? So 
how is someone saved? What do they need to do to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Well, I, I think the first thing is you just have to ask yourself, what if this really happened? What if Christmas really happened? What if this is true that God did come to earth like that? This was God visiting us. This is our opportunity. Do you want to miss it? Do you want to miss it? And uh, this can be become ours. Uh, the Bible says that um, um, that uh, to those who receive him personally, who welcome him into their lives, who trust in him, trust in Christ as their as their sin bearer, the one who who died to pay what the penalty we deserve for our sins, and the one who has the only power to raise us up, the God-man. Um, as we trust in him, uh, the scripture says that we um, receive him into our life, and uh, we, we have the forgiveness that we long for, and he comes into us by the presence of his Holy Spirit and starts to do a new work, changing us from the inside out, that kind of creates a revolution in your life in terms of how you think about everything and and uh, how you're you're to live. So it's it's pretty monumental. It, it, that's a great way to describe it. So I'm 16 years old. I've heard all this, and I have lived a life of just uh, totally embracing everything the world's told me to do. Right? If you really want to live a great life, eh, have some drugs, get drunk, uh, hook up with girls, throw big parties, be popular. Uh, be successful. If you do all that, you're going to live a great life. So I, I did it. I went after and did all that and I was miserable. So I've, I've now, I've heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm looking for something new, something true. And I remember, so this was my actual prayer. Okay, guys, it's not, it's not, doesn't have to be fancy. My actual prayer was, Lord, I've tried partying without you for 16 years. I think I want to try partying with you. Partying. That, that was my salvation <laughs> prayer. I'm going to party with Jesus. Yeah. And I, I walk into a hall and they're singing a song, um, Lord, I lift your name on high. And the verse, he came from heaven to earth to show you the way, hit me like a truck. And I felt reborn. I know we, we use this term, it's hard to understand, but I felt like my heart was taken out and I was given a whole new heart. And with that, comes the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life and everything changes, everything changes. And, uh, you know, it's, it's reading the Bible without the Holy Spirit is hard. It doesn't make sense. There's a lot of genealogy. There's a lot of history. It feels like a bunch of old rules, but once you have the Holy Spirit, the, the Bible makes it's, it's like a key to unlock the mysteries of God and you can understand everything and it feels personal and you feel guided by it. And it makes a big difference in your life. So friends, mm -hmm. uh, we have been talking all about Christmas, about what this all means with the chancellor of Colorado Christian University, Dr. Donald Sweeting. And we want to continue this. We have one more segment and we're going to talk about how you can maybe make some changes to make Christmas a little bit more relevant, uh, makes, make it really personal and powerful to you this holiday season. We're going to continue this conversation. You've been listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour sponsored by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. We're going to be right back after these messages. 